Hello guys, and happy October. Tis the season for Halloween. We've now stepped into fall. Uh, so we are here in the shed. The weather is wonderful. Uh, I apologize for the green face. We recorded our intro and I could not get this shit off. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how much gasoline I got in the garage and we'll, we'll get it off tonight because I'm going bear hunting in the morning. So maybe Zach really is a witch with, since he can't get the green paint off. Maybe that's his real skin color. <laughs> maybe I'm Shrek. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> uh, I, I just took two weeks off of filming. I uh, went up to Montana on an elk hunt. Struck out on the elk, but uh, caught a ton of brown trout. I did record a little clip for you guys while I was up there, so we will add that on here in the near future. Yeah, I'm jealous. You get to go up to Montana and go hunting, and I have to stay here and work. But he covered for me, so it was <laughs> it was it was great. <laughs> no, it was it was a good time hanging out with my pops. Oh yeah, uh, saw a bunch of elk. Uh, Sharon Stone, if you're out there, let me hunt on your land. Because you have a bull that I want to shoot. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, maybe you'll get invited to come out there. Yeah, she owns the Lion's Head Ranch up on the Boulder River. And uh, there was a lot of elk on her property. Saw some monster elk, monster whitetails, some monster pronghorn. Uh, saw some grouse. All of them on her property? Uh, no, there was deer and there was elk on her property. There was The antelope were all further west in the state yeah um we saw some in the boulder valley but there's not a very big herd there uh anyway great time recommend it to anybody i will not tell you where we went because there are elk there and those are mine <laughs> you laid claim to them i laid claim uh we are by the way guys please hit like and subscribe uh throw a comment down we are uh always looking for new material to do do these episodes um but now that we're into October, we're we're gonna kind of concentrate on some Halloween stuff. We got another good one coming up next week. Yeah, we uh, we really want to hit on some of the the paranormal, some of the legends that have happened over the years that kind of either spooky or Halloween related. And this week's episode, if you haven't seen it from the description already, we're gonna cover the Salem witch trials. The fun fact, very first. Large-scale government cover-up in United States history. Really? Yes. I can, I can understand that because uh, with it was one of the largest ever events. Of, they called it mass hysteria nowadays. Uh, over 200 people were accused of being witches. And yeah. 19 people were executed for it. 20. 19 by hanging, one by oh, crushing. That's right. Uh, G Giles... Cool. Giles Corey, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he was he was crushed to death under some stones. Yep, because he refused um, to confess. That's that's a that's a, a gangster way to go out, right there. It is, hey man, <laughs> good on him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so so the uh, I don't I guess I don't know exactly what they're called, but the the because it wasn't a state yet, but it was the state government. The yeah, it was uh, of of Massachusetts destroyed. All of the literature they could find about the witch trials for years, they burned a bunch of books and all all of the uh, the accounts of the whole thing. They tried to destroy it in history, yeah. and it actually took them uh, years to figure out where the actual witch trials and the hangings. Yeah, they uh, they where, finally discovered the location of where the yeah. actual hangings took place, and they actually made it into a memorial and a park. Now. They did, but, yeah, yeah, kind of kind of crazy. It's like right behind a, a 
transmission shop or something there. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's Salem. crazy because, I mean, that stuff, that happened over 200 years ago. Uh, close to 300 years now. There, uh, the descendants of the executed, there, there could be like millions of them out there at this point. Wow. When, when you add it up, like yeah. millions of, of Americans can trace their lineage back to the, the witches yeah. that, that were, that were executed after that. So it actually, you know, it actually, if you go on ancestry or whatever, yeah. you, you can research your, your family lineage and, uh. It may have affected you, you know, you may not even know about it, but you, you know, get curious one day and started doing some research and there's been people find all kinds of crazy stuff about doing their, doing the DNA through ancestry, the finding long lost relatives they didn't know they had. Happened, happened to my family. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Really? Uh, apparently old grandpa had a, another kid. <laughs> oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so as as we said, we're going to cover the Salem witch trials, which is a a very interesting uh, point in American history. You know, paranoia was was rampant. You know, it and there had been witches executed all over Europe. Yeah, the uh, uh, it, the that was a thing too. It had started in Europe several years before that, but at uh, in Europe it actually had started to basically die out, kind of wane down, and some of the events weren't as prominent in Europe at that time. Right. But a lot of the people, a lot of the reasons why it caused it was, was religious extremism. Pur puritanical beliefs. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but a lot of those Puritans had immigrated to the, to the States or to the yeah. colonies. Well, they, they, they came to Salem with hopes of forming, uh, essentially a, a religious sect. Yeah. Uh, a, you know, that was, that was, you know, completely governed by religion. Yeah, and uh, and that's and how I mean, they to, to a point. I guess they succeeded. I mean, they yeah, in, in a way they did. Yeah. They um, but they were definitely uh, hardcore, and they they had some very stringent beliefs. They did, yeah, and and now you can look back and say they were fucking out there. But at the time, it was like at the time it was, was, it was mainstream. Yeah, it was yeah. You know, science hadn't really taken hold yet as the yeah, and, know, well, and back then at that time too, science if you. It was, it was, you were, you were, it was witchcraft. Yeah. Um, they made a movie about this called the crucible. Uh, some of you may have seen it. They took a, that was based on a, a Arthur Miller play by the same name. Yeah. Uh, and in both, they did take some liberties with ages and, and events yeah. that happened. Uh, so while it's not, uh, a bad movie, probably not a bad play. I'm not a big play guy. Yeah. But, uh, it's n don't base your uh understanding of what really happened off of those they're not historical accounts they're definitely some uh some fabrication in there yeah there was a uh a mini series that came out um i can't remember the name of it i'll put the the picture of it up or the name of it up on the video uh but it was a mini series about the salem witch trials but they actually went the other direction on it and all the supernatural things that the witches were accused of, they made it actually happen in the show. Oh, like dramatized the, it. Like they were real, actual real witches, like with casting spells and all that stuff. And, hmm. and it wasn't bad. Um, it was it was one of those, kind of reminded me a little bit of like 
True Blood. Have you ever watched those shows? On I, I think I saw a couple episodes. It wasn't really my kick. It was. It was definitely dramatized, and it went into the whole paranormal aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not big on the uh, witchcraft, like paranormal, like ghosts and shit. That, yeah. that like totally, I'm into that. Uh, that entertains me. But like, I know witches aren't real. Well, so that was so. one thing I thought that was interesting with this, and the whole reason why the uh, the whole witch thing got started was because of the religion and they were saying the paranormal, you, you had to believe in the paranormal and you had to believe in demons because if you didn't believe in demons, then by their logic, that means that angels and God couldn't exist because they were. So if you believed in God and you were a Puritan, then you had to believe in demons and affliction and, and, and that tort sort of stuff, I, I, which was crazy. I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I guess you know, if you're like gonna... the guy, the, the head guy that, uh, well, I have to look his name up. The Cotton Cotton Mather, mm. he wrote a book about it, um, and about witches basically, and how you, you, as a Puritan, you were supposed to be aware of these issues and aware that you're supposed to be ready to fight the devil at any, at any time or to be able to, cause he's always after you kind of thing. And you got to make sure you're, <laughs> so you live your life basically like a deer. Yeah. Everything is out to get you. Everything's the devil. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like Bobby Boucher's mom. It's the devil. <laughs> Man, I couldn't live like that. Foosball. I couldn't do it. Yeah. That would drive me. You'd always be on edge. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I couldn't do that. It was crazy. The, uh, there was it's mostly it was mostly women that were accused. There were several men that were accused. Yeah, there was yeah, which which was strange because men were not usually accused of witchcraft. It was it was mostly women. Women always get targeted. Well, the, the one thing I, I read on the research about that was they believed that the devil or demons saw weakness in women, and they were more easily taken control of. Hmm. by by evil forces and more women were more susceptible to the evil forces of of these beings versus men hmm. but if men i guess if they had a weak moral character they called it that they could be affected by it as well which is funny because if you look back some of the like pillars of their society were accused of this and and yeah and executed for yeah, there was uh, yeah. what you talking about. Let me look his name up real quick. I mean, so you talking about some prominent people in their society. Mm. One of them was one of the uh, first uh, pastors or preachers of the of the church in Salem was George Burroughs, and he was replaced by uh, he had actually resigned prior to that and was replaced by another guy. I have to look at his um, who that was, but he's talking about relatives and lineage mm. uh burrows are part of my ancestors and i don't know about him if i'm related to him but my, my mom was really big into the genealogy mm. and she traced our ancestry because she was she was a burrows was her maiden name and pushed uh she tracked it all the way back to the east coast to uh uh virginia and to um Delaware and some of these. So this guy may be a distant relative of mine that I don't even know about because it'd be interesting to find out because we did have Burroughs relatives that fought in the revolutionary war 
that we found. Jeez, man. My yeah. family was still like, you know, milling flour in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was crazy. She tries to back the boroughs actually on the revolution side. Uh, yeah. Fought for the British. Oh, so <laughs> we're red coat, but my dad's side, the, the Shipley's, we traced that back and they came over back then uh, in the 1600s as well. And they fought on the American side. So I had both my parents' ancestors fought on opposite sides of the Revolutionary that's War. That's so weird. Yeah. Huh. That's really neat. Yeah. She actually traced it back, especially my dad's side. They, she actually found the ships, the boats that came over and they were on the manifest of really the boats when they immigrated over in the late 1600s. That is so cool. Yeah. They, they didn't. Where'd they come into? Where did they, they, they port or harbor or whatever uh, it's called? I can't remember the name of the they port. Land. It was uh, in Virginia is where a lot of them came in at. Like the um, Charleston, not Charleston, uh, Chesapeake area, I think. Really? Yeah. That's really cool, man. The um, hmm. I've never done, I've never researched my family stuff ever. But yeah, so I, I thought that was crazy when I was doing the research and saw that name. It's like, that might be a long lost relative of mine that was, uh, that was hanged during these witch trials. That is really neat. And with him being a preacher, uh... When he, when he, aren't you a preacher? Travis? <laughs> Technically I am. I'm an ordained minister. Uh, I've actually got a wedding to do next, uh, two weeks from now. Oh, by the way, not to get off topic. Did you see my newest addition to our wall of accomplishments? I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so I get in the office and, uh, see another, uh, a, a paper we, tacked to our bulletin we, board. We have a, a cubicle that we share and we put all of our accomplishment uh awards or whatever you want to call them up on the wall with push pins just as kind of a joke to each other so travis had one as a uh a, an ordained minister I had my minister certificate hanging on the wall and i had one up there uh of my uh certification to hunt bears in the state of montana because you have to take a test to uh, distinguish between black bears and grizzlies but i added one i got pulled over the other day and i got a <laughs> I got a warning from a cop. He was really, really good dude. Actually, he was a really cool cop. I, I saw it was from a state trooper. It you, was. You got uh, off. Usually, troopers are writing tickets. <laughs> he, yeah, and I was, I was doing a seventy-eight and a sixty-five. Oh wow! Yeah, and he, but I, I think he could tell I was a little frazzled. I was, <laughs> I was dealing with shit here at the house. I was supposed to be at work, and I yeah. ran back and forth real quick, and I was on the way back to work, so I didn't. Missed too much stuff and yeah, yeah. He, he gunned me down. He was really, really nice. He was, he was a uh, really, yeah. I got lucky. <laughs> I, I deserved a ticket. Oh man, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I saw that on there. I figured I'd have to ask you about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I learned my lesson. Lesson learned, which I think was his goal. Because I was really like, fuck, like I need to get back. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so this all happened in, in 1692, uh, yeah. in, into 1693 is when the trials carried over, which, uh, it's crazy how it started. So it started with children being children. Yeah. Essentially kids, you know, playing make believe or just yeah. kids being kids yeah. started this whole thing. And, uh. I, and I think that the kids got a little taste of power yeah. out of this and, and not really, you know, being fully developed yet, kind of went off the deep end with it. Well, and two, they, 
you know, you think about kids at that age, like the, the one of the younger ones was like five years old. Yeah. One of the little girls who was accused. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think, you know, the kids that age too, like, yeah, they're going to make these accusations, but they, I think they probably really didn't realize the weight of their I, accusations. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Didn't realize how seriously it'd be taken, how far it would go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was... Yeah, you said it started in 1692. Yeah, February 1692. But this wasn't this wasn't the first time there was witch trials in the colonies. That was, no, uh, Connecticut had the the some... first recorded uh, witch trial and execution was in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I was looking for right now. Was uh, I, I, I the had, date I on it? That yeah, it's uh, way way before that. Years years before. Yeah, that. it was like in the 1640s. Yeah, that's what I thought too. The earliest recorded witchcraft execution was that of Alsi Young in 1647 in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, the, Hart, the Hartford witch trials uh, lasted until 1663. That was uh, several years. Several years, yeah. Yeah, there, there was a book written in 1881 that had a list of other people who were executed. Yeah. Due, due there, were, there were several over, witchcraft. over the colonies that... You know, the Salem trials were the ones that, I guess, because it was so such a large scale, yeah. it happened so quickly, Yeah, it got the most publicity. But it happened several times over the years prior to that, that yeah. uh, people were accused and, and executed for being witches. And it's, it's kind of crazy because there's really nothing you can do to prove that you're not a witch. The, and that's the thing, like some of their, like the, if we, uh, they would, um, one of the tests was swimming. And if you, they threw you in, in water, and if you drowned, you were you weren't a witch. But if you if you survived somehow, you were a witch. So like there was no win situation. You either most of them like that, yeah, because they said it, uh, a witch can breathe underwater or something like that. So if you if you survived, you're a witch. But if you drowned, oh, you're good. You would cleared you to you're good. That would suck. <laughs> No, yeah. I, I know, I know, I know. During the trials, they introduced what, what is called uh, spectral evidence. Yeah, where only the accused can see what you're doing. Yeah, or the 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 accuser, rather. So if they say your ghost is torturing them, yeah, they, and that was the, that was the only evidence. Like they it's had. on the honor system, basically. Yeah. yeah, fuck that. Well, and it's one of the things too they did with some of these people that were accused. They uh, they looked. Look, they did uh, these exams for looking for the devil's mark, and they would uh, basically make these people. They would strip down and examine them with two or three judges, or or they had the judge and the prosecutor. Yeah, and they looking for birthmarks, looking for birthmarks or, or weird moles. Yeah, that they said, oh, that's where the the devil latches on, and and and. Affection. So, it's, so my my dad's birthmark is on the back of his leg, and I mean it's it's like the size of a baseball, and even up until you know years later, my great grandma would tell him that's the mark of the devil. Yeah, when he was growing up, when he was, and they were in a really religious household, which I guess is why I'm not very religious because my dad was kind of forced into it as a kid. Yeah, and then he was. What's well, crazy growing up like that being. Like, how do you think if you're a little kid and your grandma yeah, is accusing... Yeah, he, he's still... I've talked to him about it. He said it fucked with him. He got it covered with a tattoo. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can understand that. Yeah, he, he still till this day talks about, you know, how much as a kid it, it kind of messed with his head. Yeah. And it this was, is in the 50s. Yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially 
coming from somebody that you respected, like if it, your grandma or your grandpa is saying something like that, yeah, you really would take what they said seriously. I'm, absolutely, yeah. You know? yeah. So as a kid, I mean, that would be that'd be hard. So the timeline of the witch trials, as I said, is you know started in 1692, early 1692. Yeah, and uh, it was two little girls that kind of lit the fuse on this whole thing. They were cousins. Uh, one of them, Betty Paris, was nine, and her cousin Abigail Williams was 11. Uh, the thing that gave them a little more credence was that they were the daughter and the, and the niece of the pastor, or reverend at the time, Samuel Paris. Okay, yeah. So they were given a little more credit than they should have been. Yeah, because they were... Kids it, being kids. Yeah, because they were part of a respected household basically a lot of that yeah. time it was like who you who your parents were who uh what your job title was and, the, and usually the reverend or the preacher was one of the most respected people in the community so well so and that's the thing is is those little girls started playing in my my opinion they started playing like they were having like seizures and shit yeah and they explained it as it was more and i didn't know this apparently they knew about ep ep what epilepsy was at the time yeah because they said these were not normal epileptic seizures. These were something more yeah, severe they were, and ultimately demonic, I guess. Yeah, because they said they were examined by a doctor, as good as doctors could be back then, I guess. But they, yeah, they said they they weren't, they didn't find any kind of illness or or epileptic type yeah. uh, ailments and that it was something different. The little girls would throw shit. Yeah. And they would, uh, like climb under furniture and like contort themselves yeah and to me it sounds like they got a little bit of attention from it and then it went overboard absolutely and they they right. fed on that and it and it was like a, a negative uh reinforcement loop <laughs> yeah they they claimed that they had felt like they had been pricked with pins yeah and the doctors uh could not find pinprick marks so then it became paranormal. Yeah. So the the people were already looking. And they were yeah they were they to were to blame somebody basically. Yeah, yeah. they were. Uh, the first three people that are, that were accused uh, were Betty Paris, Abigail Williams, and Ann Putnam Jr., who was only twelve years old. Uh, Elizabeth Hubbard, Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and then there was Tituba. Yeah. And historically, some of these names come out more than others, like Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne. They played a really big role in it. And Tituba, I felt bad for her, man, because she, you know, her life probably sucked anyway. She was their yeah, she slave. was like their a slave or an indentured servant. Yeah, much. she was uh, from they called it the West Indies at the time. So she was from the the Caribbean, the Caribbean somewhere, and um, basically a slave. But, you know, in a lot of those cultures down there, they they practiced their own religion and stuff that they had. And she told these girls different stories from her religion and from her culture that they thought was really interesting. The girls did. Yeah. And, uh, but their Puritan families, lifestyle, culture, saw that as demonic or, yeah. or uh, what they call it. Um, it was... Blasphemy, basically, is what yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, yeah. That's and that they, they were uh, basically like, accused her of worshiping the devil, but is what they were really alluding to, and that she was corrupting these girls and bringing the devil into them. Yeah. 
with her stories and with her. And all she was doing was telling them the differences. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she definitely got the, the short end of the she did. deal on that. Yeah. The thing is, is a lot of the people that were accused were just like familial enemies. Ex- like there was people trying to make land grabs. Yeah. And there was, you know, there was people that their parents had kind of bashed in the past. That was one of the things, too, we, I saw uh, with the Salem, and there was, there was Salem, and there was Salem Village. Yeah. And there was basically neighboring twin towns that was right there next to each other that a lot of the families had these family feuds going on back generations. And there was times it they was, said... It was during, the Hatfields and McCoys, basically. Yeah. And it was times during uh, town meetings and, and different things where it would actually be fistfights in town or at church or it, because yeah. of families or different people feuding over different things. So then they think some of this animosity towards their neighbors, they said it was, that's one of the, we was talking about the preacher before uh, Burroughs. He was the preacher yeah. at one of the churches. I don't remember if it was Salem or Salem village, but he resigned basically from all the, the bickering and infighting between community members. Yeah. And like, he said, I'm, I'm done I'm, with I'm it. done with this. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he was trying to keep this stuff under control and it was too much drama. But Sarah Good, she was accused simply because she was homeless. Yeah. Like, she was basically destitute and had, like, no allies in town. People kind of looked looked down upon her. So they just decided she was... Yeah. And because... Which, too. Yeah. Basically a way to do your spring cleaning yeah. in your town is what it came down to. And, that, and that's kind of what it seemed like there was... Uh, they, instead of looking, you were you were definitely guilty guilty until proven innocent with this stuff. Instead of uh, the other way around, it was yeah. If somebody accused of you of it, it was really hard to shake that accusation. Absolutely, yeah. Some of the people who were also who were accused also um, were accused simply because they doubted the girls. Yeah, and they like uh, Rebecca Nurse is a name that is is linked to this. Throughout, she was one of the the witches. Yeah. Uh, the Good family. Uh, yeah, Sarah Good and then Sarah uh, Good, Dorothy Good was her kid. Uh, Rebecca Nurse, Martha Corey, Giles Corey's, uh, uh, I think it was his wife. Yeah. They uh, had basically called bullshit. Yeah, they were saying, hey, you know. They- like these are kids. Yeah, and it's it's getting blown out of proportion. We need to kind of step back from this, or or maybe take a take a look to really look at this logically. And then they were in turn accused because they were defending these yeah. these accused witches. Then, yeah. Which I mean, in today's standards, I mean, you kind of think you you hope you hear about you know our legal system, and, and it, there is a lot of flaws with it. But you know, I would think it's definitely a lot better now than. Progress. Progress, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, Some of these people were tortured into confession, too. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, we was going back, they would, uh, when they would do these exams, they called them exams, and basically they'd strip somebody down naked and look over them to look for these marks of the devil. Uh, but then at the same time, they were, they were berating and, and pressuring these individuals to confess yeah. and and showing all this evidence they called it against yeah. them to, that they were witches and uh we were talking about earlier how they believe that women were more susceptible to the mm-hmm. to the devil and to being uh taken over by a demon 
a lot of the women would actually would confess because because of their own religious beliefs, they believe that well, maybe I am a witch, maybe I am one, and I don't know it. They were brainwashed, they, basically. basically yeah. yeah, and they 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 almost accused themselves of it because they thought they might have been weak. That's and a shame, man. It is. It is. They were um, yeah. they were basically talked into confessing over stuff because there was a possibility that they were. It, it, it was it was pretty messed up. Just talking about uh, the spectral evidence before, mm-hmm. uh, and people talking against it or or defending some of the accused. There was actually a, a Baptist minister in Boston that uh, wrote a paper, uh, basically contesting or or um, or challenging the validity of uh, spectral evidence, and uh, he actually was arrested for basically defending. They're saying that spectral evidence was a crock and saying that that shouldn't be able to be used in court because it's like you're saying the only person that can see it is the accuser. He said it's not a good, a good, it's not true evidence. Uh, so he was basically, uh, he said he had a post bond to get out of the jail after he's arrested, which is equivalent to $42,000 today. Golly. It was, uh, he was arrested for contriving, writing, and publishing scandalous papers. Uh, basically, in, conte- in contestment of the, the spectral evidence being used in court for these witch trials. This was in 1692, so this was the year of, well, as it was the witch trials were going on, he had contested the, their evidence methods and was arrested for it. It's amazing that... <sighs> I understand times are different. But it amazes me that people bought into this shit. Yeah. Like, well, like you're saying too, it's like they, they, it's how they were raised and how they're brought up and almost like a type of brainwashing. You know, you think of it, there are such strict beliefs that they were raised in their whole lives. That's all they knew. That's sad. Yeah. Well, I, I know that they were, their goal was to, and everybody today, you know, you're granted the right to a speedy trial or whatever, yeah. but. Jesus. <laughs> well, and, and it's the thing though too. It's like there was the the their evidence or their reasoning behind things really wasn't justified or or uh, you know how you uh, today you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, right? Yeah. The so it was going back to uh, George Burroughs when he was faced the execution. Yeah. He was standing with the rope around his neck, basically getting ready to be executed. And he, he recited the Lord's Prayer. And that was a big thing is, is witches, uh, if you were a witch, you could not say the Lord's Prayer. You, you couldn't, I, I don't know what their beliefs exactly were, but you couldn't like form the words. What well, witch could not. So if you could say the Lord's Prayer, it proved you weren't a witch. And, and, and he did it, obviously. He knew it. Yeah. And they said, well, that even proves even more he was a witch because it's witchcraft that he could do it. That's what they were saying. He said, but that's the thing, too, because it actually caused a, uh, there was all the witnesses to mm-hmm. the execution that was out there. And it was basically the whole town was out there to watch it happen. And they said he, he recited it and made, he made a speech and then he recited the prayer. And he, his speech and the prayer was with such conviction and emotion and that half the town basically wanted him, the, them to, set him free like they said hey he's he's not a witch yeah but then the other half said 
the the devil was reciting it it's, back it's, for it's him. It's trickery. It's yeah, trickery. Whatever. Yeah. So he still didn't. He, and, he still and got they, killed. And he still they still hanged him. Yeah. Yeah. So they even when he when you live up to their own standard, their own evidence, they still find a way to yeah. to go around it. Yeah. I mean, I can see why people want to sweep this under the rug. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, but... Yeah, it was definitely a, a dark right. time in the yeah. in our history. Yeah. And apparently they realized it because once they decided to pull, you know, put a stop to it all, they tried to bury the evidence. They tried to bury the evidence, yeah, they did. Uh, so, John, one of the things that uh, in the movie, The Crucible, and in the play by Arthur Miller, that it... it uh, does i won't say it goes into depth on but it, it does cover is the affair between john proctor and mary warren that was all made up by arthur miller really not even historically accurate in, yeah. in the least i don't know i didn't so, read anything about it yeah so in the movie and in the play john proctor is like in his like early to mid 30s and uh mary warren is like the 17 year old like temptress Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, I know 17 is young now, but back in the day, that was, like, pretty common. Like, my great-grandma got married at 12. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, that was, uh, she was past marriage age by yeah, that I point mean, that, yeah. <laughs> in so, those days. But, in real life, John Proctor was in his 70s. Oh, okay, and yeah. And Mary Warren was, like, 11. Oh, wow, yeah, so and it did like, take some creative liberties yeah, with that. So yeah, so there, there was, like, just so you guys are aware, there was, there was nothing sexual at all mary warren was literally just like a house servant yeah and that's that's crazy how too you know you have that was all arthur miller 1950s uh male liberty yeah he had to try to spice sexually things driven yeah yeah not historically accurate in the least yeah they're taking the 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 creative liberty a little bit on there a little bit pushing yeah. pushing the gas <laughs> a little hard yeah, and I guess too, you know, it wouldn't. It didn't take very long. These all these happened sixteen, the late sixteen ninety two to early sixteen ninety three. Sixteen ninety three. Yeah, it was a pretty quick. And uh, I think it went up until the summer, like in June or July of sixteen ninety three, when it was finally concluded. But it didn't take long for them to start having, I guess, remorse about what happened, and uh, there were several. Petitions filed with uh, the Massachusetts uh, uh, government in 1700 and like 1703. Yeah. Petitioning to exonerate uh, the accused of these crimes that were ones that were executed, the ones yeah. that were put in prison. Because some people weren't executed, but they were they died in jail because yeah. of the harsh conditions and stuff in jail. Yeah. Uh, they were waiting on trial. Um, and that actually went on for the next 200 years in the mid-1800s. And, it, and all the way up until 1957, uh, the Massachusetts government uh, went on and exonerated some of the accused. Of, Jesus Christ, of, of people it took that so had, long. Yeah. To say, so, oh, no, they weren't witches. They weren't witches, yeah. Over 200 years to, uh, to get some of these people, the I guess if you want to call it justice, or to have their name cleared. I'm sure they give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, no. One of the, one of the things that I have uh, read about is the site. So for years, like they they thought it was like on the top of, uh, I think it was called Mount Salem. Okay. And 
after like some analysis, they decided because these people were hauled up to their execution in these carts. Yeah. And they decided getting to the top of this Massachusetts mountain. Uh, I'm just fun fact. I'm very prejudiced about mountains. Uh, I, <laughs> I hill. Can, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a hill. I come from a state with a lot of mountains. There's no mountains in Massachusetts. Anyway, uh, it was apparently too steep to get a cart up. They decided, especially fully loaded with with people. So it took them quite a lot of analysis, uh, reading historical records. Uh, they even brought in a, a LIDAR okay. to try and find out where this whole uh, execution actually took place. And they did finally uh, find a neighborhood that fits the bill. Okay. And uh, they have gone through everything and, and found the disturbed soil. And uh, they did find the actual location where this took place. Uh, and and one of the... So John Proctor's body was never recovered. Okay. And it, the rumor is that his family stole it. You know, because they, they did like a mass grave for all the witches. Okay, yeah. So uh, the rumor is his body was stolen by his family and buried elsewhere. Yeah. And... Uh, They've somehow, I don't know how they found out it's like an automotive shop. Oh, wow. Or no, no, no. It was a school. It was a school came in a okay. school. Yeah. Yeah. The school built in like 1976 was put over John Proctor's remains. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if they could go through like with LIDAR, like you're saying, or the, the well, I mean, they'd have to dig up the foundation of the school, the ground radar and see if there's anything under there. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting, because they talked about this being a a, a case of mass hysteria, mm -hmm. uh, there's been several people uh, have had different theories about what have what happened, and you know, they think a lot of it, it could be really a mixture of all the things with like religious um, extremism, the the animosity between families, but then there's also another one, I have to look, tell you what it's called, let me find the, uh, the term for it. But so back then, too, a lot of their, uh, the Northeast U.S., they grew a lot of rye. Like they made rye whiskey. Oh, the LSD thing. Rye. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They made the rye mold, bread. The rye bread, yeah. So there's a type of mold that grows on rye bread. Uh, so this is a medical theory about actually what happened with some of the people that were afflicted, they call it, was um, there is, it's a, there's a fungus that grows on rye bread. Uh, it's called claviceps purpurea, and it, the one of the chemical substances found in this fungus is LSD. It's, yeah, and they said some of these people may have eaten contaminated bread and basically <laughs> been tripping balls <laughs> and having these convulsions or experiences, and. They I've, thought they were afflicted by witches. I think I got some rye in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, uh, there, it's a, um, it's called a. There's a foodborne. Uh, they call it encephalitis lethargica. Lethargica, and that's actually the the term for being contaminated with this fungus and causing health problems and cause hallucinations convulsions uh so the there's a possibility yeah that it's not little girls just playing yeah 
They just ate some fucked up bread. They ate some bread. Some and old moldy bread and, and went everybody nuts. died. Yeah. And uh, and another thing too with going back to the little girls and different things. And the um, another theory too was um, like night terrors and uh, well they call it there's not night, uh, uh, sleep paralysis. Yeah. We talked about that in the we last ghost that, yeah. episode. They uh, People having these nightmares or yeah. different things and, and they associating that with the devil and with evil spirits. So them not knowing science and shunning science at the time may have yeah. contributed to the uh, their a lot of their demise as well. That's that's insane to me. Yeah. Oh. What kind of what kind of beer is that one, Trav? So in part of uh, celebrating the the witch trials, we got some Sam Adams Oktoberfest, and Sam Adams uh, is the the Boston Beer Company. Found, Based out of Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right down the road from Salem. I, I believe they are classified as the world's largest microbrewery. So when does it become go the step from a microbrewery? I have no idea. Where does it go from micro to macro? Because like they say Budweiser, those are macro breweries. Uh, so I, I guess, <laughs> and this is my non-educated opinion of it, I think that all of Sam Adams is probably brewed in one single brewery. Oh, okay, yeah. And... But this is a guess. This is just a stab at it. Halloween joke. Halloween <laughs> There's a stab. Uh, no, I, 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 that would be my guess. Yeah. That, that all of all of Sam Adams is brewed in one location, whereas you know Miller Coors, yeah. Budweiser brewed in several places. The, this is the first time I've actually had the uh, Oktoberfest Sam what's, Adams. What's the verdict? I like it actually. Uh, uh, I'm gonna try it here in a minute. Uh, last week's episode when we was talking about Oktoberfest, the um, the uh, I can't remember the name of the beer that we was trying last week. The um, we did the Munich stuff. It was yeah, Germany. It tastes a lot like those. It, huh. it it's very similar. Um, it's 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 uh so the Sam Adams Boston Lager. If you had that before, it has the bitter hoppy flavor to it. This doesn't have any bitterness to it at all. It's it's kind of a uh, nice smooth, almost uh not quite sweet, but it's a, it's a good ale flavor to it. So it's I'm instead try of the. I'm curious. The bitterness. So one of the things that they did to prove that they were witches is they came up with witch cake. Oh, the witch cake, yeah. That was supposed to like uh, draw out the, the demons or whatever. So they would take like flour and rye and and then the accused urine. Oh, really? They, they, yeah, I didn't realize they, that. And they would bake a cake with their pee. And then feed it to a dog. Wow. Okay. And then if the dog survived, <laughs> they, they weren't a witch. They weren't a witch. Huh. So were they feeding the dogs LSD from this contaminated rye? I I don't know, man. I don't Because imagine that. You, you trip your dog out. And yeah, like, and your dog oh. starts acting fucked up. Well, now you're definitely a witch. You're definitely a witch. You, you, you killed my dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. dog went crazy. Man, it's like some of these things that they come up with to to try to prove that. And the poor, poor rover in the corner, yeah, hanging out like I'm get some cake. And, <laughs> and a, the cake tastes like piss. Yeah. And then B, it kills you. <laughs> Go on a trip <laughs> first, and then uh, terrible, oh, terrible man. way to go. Yeah. Poor dogs. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, I'm going to try one of those Oktoberfests. You want one of these Oktoberfests? Yeah, if you don't mind, that'd be cool. Not that one, it's warm. <laughs> Not that one. 
One thing I did want to point out is, we'll get into the beers here in a second, that uh, October, you guys, uh, so so everybody does their summer shandy, they've tried and got into the seasonal things, October is the spearhead of that. Yeah. October was the very first seasonal beer time. Exactly, yeah, they, uh, they started off... I really got to thank Germany for that. I think it's Oktoberfest, yeah, lagers and, and ales. Well, and it's and, and it's even, but it's even branched out into other things like coffee. Yeah, fall time coffee. Everything, pumpkin spice. The latte. ladies love the pumpkin spice. I don't know why. It's They've a, actually it's, got pumpkin spice beer now too. I've, I've seen a few. Do of you do you like pumpkin spice? It's okay. I like pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. Uh, so I, I have a I have a and I go through this every year. I don't eat pumpkin pie. Until Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I eat pumpkin pie pretty much every day till Christmas, and then I don't eat it for the rest of the year. That's the way I am. I eat pumpkin, but yeah. I eat it for breakfast. Oh, pumpkin pie almost is great every for breakfast. Day. Almost every day. Cold pumpkin pie for breakfast. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, the pumpkin pie with a little bit of Cool Whip on it, mm. that, that's that's perfect. That's a, that's a good fall treat. I've done it for treat. years, yeah. Well, and, uh, and I'll drink, I've drank a pumpkin spice coffee or whatever. This is good. It is. I like it. I really. I like it. It is I, smooth. It is. I like it better than the Boston Lager. <sighs> Did I tell you about the best beer I ever had in my life? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It was. It was a Sam Adams. Okay. Story time. Sidebar. Sidebar. Wait. Hey. Here we go. We can cut this out and do a, a YouTube oh, yeah. short. There you go. Uh, I was in Korea for a year, and you get what's called a mid tour. Yeah. Uh, which is. For those of you that don't know, it's it's a one month basically break from Korea. You can go anywhere you want in the world uh, on your own dime. They don't fly. The military does not fly you there. But I mean, they yeah. give you a thirty day vacation. Basically, uh, I ended up. Uh, I flew from Korea to the states. I went out to North Carolina for a buddy of mine's uh, bachelor party and. Uh, Supposed to be at the wedding, but he changed the fucking date. Uh, so I didn't get to do the wedding, but I did do the bachelor party. And then uh, I went back to Montana for three weeks, and then I flew back to Korea. Anyway, I'm telling you about the time I almost killed Steven Tyler. <laughs> and then I had the best, best beer I've ever had in my life. Oh, man. Right after. Okay. So I landed in, uh, at LAX, and I this is like... Pre-cell phone. I mean, everybody had, like, there were cell phones around, but this was, like, it was the transition period. Yeah, this was, like, what, 2003, 2004? I flew into LAX, I scratched off the little pin code on my calling card, and I called my dad from the phone bank. And I said, hey man, I just want you to know I landed. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the States, uh, I'm going to go find, go through customs, whatever, and go get a beer. Because I will say, Korea beer is terrible. So I had been drinking this shit called an original brewery for eight months and like you had to chew it up to drink it. There was yeast fucking oh. chunks in this beer. Oh man, yeah. It was bad. Uh anyway. So 
I get off the phone with my dad and I pull out my wallet and I'm going through my wallet because I'm really thirsty. I just want water. Yeah. So I'm, I'm walking towards the Hudson News, the, the airport store. Yeah. You're walking with a purpose. Too. And I'm trucking. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm thirsty. And I'm, and I'm not paying attention where I'm going. And I'm digging through my wallet to look. Because all I have in there is Korean money. And I know somewhere in there is American money. And I just want a fucking water. Just an Aquafina. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I fucking run into this guy. Because I'm down, you know, my face is down and I'm moving forward. And he wasn't paying attention either. And I hit this dude and I fucking, I knocked him over. And I said, hey man, I'm so sorry, you know, my fault. And I looked down and it's Steven Tyler from Aerosmith on crutches in a walking boot. (laughs) And I'm like, oh shit, Aerosmith. (laughs) So, uh, I'd like try to help him out and he was like, no, no. He gets up. He was with a beautiful lady. <laughs> and uh, I was like, man, I'm really sorry. And he, and he looks at me and goes, whoa. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm going to put this on TikTok and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to tag Steve Tyler yeah, yeah, on there. <laughs> He'll, he should remember that because I'm a little bigger. He's the little guy. He's not very big. And I was, like I said, I was, I was on it. I was real thirsty. Anyway... Uh, he got up and we kind of awkwardly walked into Hudson News together <laughs> where I went and got my Aquafina and Steven Tyler bought Starburst. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, then he checked out ahead of me and, and went on his merry way and I've never seen him since. So, Steven Tyler, I apologize for running into you. Uh, my bad. But anyway, <laughs> then I, I made it through security. Uh, I got back to uh, the airport lounge or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I asked for a, uh, a fat tire and she did not have a fat tire at the time. So she said, well, what's the second choice? I said, I guess a Sam Adams. And she brought me a Sam Adams. And after drinking that shit Korean beer, oh, no yeah. offense, South Korea, you guys are a great nation, uh, but your beer sucks. I, I had that first Sam Adams and it was like, till this day, the <laughs> best beer I have ever had in my life was an OG regular sam adams yeah but it was i mean extenuating circumstance well that's that's the thing i think though too uh every every first beer i've had coming back from like a deployment and somewhere so good so nice so good yeah like i i came back from my first trip to afghanistan or not my first uh, first trip to iraq uh i turned 21 in iraq and uh so you didn't get a drink. I, and so on the way back, we stopped in Germany. We had a layover in Germany. And I don't even know what it was, but it was whatever they had on tap. Their their lager they had. Phenomenal, wasn't it? It was, it was great. <laughs> Were you in Frankfurt? Yeah, in Frankfurt. Yeah. Right, yeah. Great, great. So we, there went to a, it's crazy. We're in Germany in Frankfurt and went to an Irish pub in Germany to, and drank beer. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so those those first beers coming back from deployments and or yeah. it was the, first, the great. first beer first beer after a long time of not having a beer is it's amazing, especially drinking the the Budweiser NA that they had on deployments. Like, oh, you can have this NA beer, but yeah, that stuff was nasty because it set on on pallets in the sun, and then and then the it, water always had that plasticky taste. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure that's gonna fuck me up in the future. <laughs> All right, guys, I did want to talk about our featured alcohol tonight. Uh, as we, we kind of already covered the Sam Adams. Uh, it's delicious. I, I mean, it really is. A, 
It's a 5.3 beer, uh, so it's a little stronger than your normal cans. I think they really nailed it with the Oktoberfest flavor with it i too. do yeah i do too it's yeah. it's uh it's 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 very very good um i will drink this again for sure yeah um the other one that we we did tonight is this this all hollows treat uh it is an imperial chocolate peanut butter stout and i do have to say that it is like drinking down a reese's peanut butter cup it's like imagine eating a reese's cup and washing it down with uh, with a beer yeah it, it tastes it's peanut butter chocolate beer it's a it's a it like don't get me wrong the first the first sip i was like Ugh. but the the ones after that i was like mm. it, it's one of those things that kind of grew on me a little bit it's like, yeah it's yeah not bad at all I'm a, no it's and it's strong it's it's from uh omegong brewery uh it is 7.6 alcohol by volume so it, it's a it's a heavy hitter uh it's a sweet, it says on the can, sweet and spooky like the perfect Halloween night. All Hollows treat rekindles your favorite childhood holiday memories. Aromas and flavors of dark chocolate, cream, and peanut butter, and soft vanilla uh, finish swirl with a smooth body and medium mouthfeel. It's a perfect throwback that brings you to your first bite of a chocolate peanut butter cup. Chocolate peanut butter yum. And I, I, I mean, it is, it's lovely. And uh, also to bring in a baseball thing here it's brewed in cooperstown new york which oh, is where the, where the baseball hall of fame is so good job the the can is pretty neat too though it's got all the yeah like, graveyard and zombies and ghosts and stuff on there so it's definitely a halloween beer sticking it with is our halloween theme very here. very cool i will buy this again it's it is a little bit pricey but you know yeah I, sometimes i gotta take quality over quantity that's right well it's one of those two you don't really you're not going to drink that yeah quantity it, yeah either. that is that is true that's one thing i will say you're not going to sit down and drink five of them yeah it kind of they only come in a four pack yeah for, it, i mean with it being a stout so it's it's not something they're going to drink a bunch of anyway yeah well you know what they say <laughs> a, a moment on the lips yeah. a lifetime on the hips there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh well guys we we appreciate you uh happy October pre-Halloween. Uh, we do have one more, maybe two more Halloween episodes we're going to do this month just to, just to celebrate. Yeah. We got to, uh, we'll stick with the, the paranormal and the, and the, the ghoulish themes this, this month and, and we'll get, yeah. uh, get October sent out. Right. If you, if you don't mind, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please hit like, hit subscribe, yeah. uh, share it with a friend uh hit us up with any suggestions you may have we have a couple episodes on the way in the works that we really want to cover but we always enjoy your input um that's right i hope you enjoyed our our skit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if, if you're just listening to this on on spotify or apple music uh apple podcast you have to go on youtube and check out the intro to this video we had fun making it. it was, we did. Yeah. <laughs> still having fun. Got, still having fun. You got, got the green a, face still. Yeah, I still have a green face. No, we're, uh, <laughs> next episode we're doing grobler, goblins. I'm not washing. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully this shit comes off because so far it has not. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so very much. Uh, we appreciate it. Enjoy your Halloween season. Uh, and, and enjoy your fall, your hunting season. This is my favorite time of year, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, the fall is definitely the best time of year. It is. Yeah, baseball is getting hit, heading to the playoffs. Football season is really hitting, you know, kind of its stride. Hunting season is is going. The leaves are changing color. 
It's just and Halloween, one of my favorite holidays. So girls are rocking the pumpkin spice and flannel. <laughs> That's right. So, I love it. It's, it's a great it. time of year. Guys, be safe. Don't make bad choices. Uh, Always have a plan. Absolutely. Yes. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs>